Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 is where we'll be. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. Verse number 1, the Bible says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. I want to draw your attention back to chapter number 2, if you would, for we've been drawing attention to the 12th verse and using this as the theme of the book and the theme of Paul's writing to this church at Thessalonica as he instructed them that they would walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. As we have talked about and tried to encourage uh, each one here to uh, walk worthy of God. And in this, Paul is going through in verse number 1, as he says again, uh, that as they have received of us, again, how ye ought to walk. So he is giving again just a little bit more instruction here how he says, how ye ought to walk. So he's giving a little bit more emphasis, how ye ought to walk and please God. So ye would abound more and more. So we continue into verse number 2. The scripture says, For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger, of all such, as ye have forewarned and testified, for God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Ye indeed do it toward all the brethren that are, that are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet, to do your own business, to to work with your own hands, as we command you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, 
that ye may have lack of nothing. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them that, or even so them also which sleep in Jesus, will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So we find two things here that I want to draw your attention to, really three within this chapter. But the main thing in two verses, in verse number 11, where the Scripture says, And that ye study to be quiet. Now, interesting here, and I've had to do some studying of being quiet myself. Uh, I like to talk. Have you noticed that? Anybody ever noticed that? Anybody, any other talkers here? Anybody else like to talk? Uh, I, I like to talk. Uh, when I said when I said I could go till eight thirty, I probably could if you let me. Uh, some of you would leave, uh, and I understand that, and I, I get that. Um, but if I needed to, I could probably go till eight thirty or so. I could I could filibuster if I had to, um, but uh, I, I digress, and I will not. I promise. Um, but here it says, and that ye study to be quiet, and notice what it says there, and to do your own business to work with your own hands, and notice it says, as we command you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, that ye may have lack of nothing. Have a lack of nothing. But you study to be quiet, to do your own business, and work with your own hands as we command you. Then in verse 18, he says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. Let me ask you something. Has anyone ever, I know they have, so I want everybody to answer honestly here, but has anyone ever told you to mind your own business? Yes. I'm, I'm certain they have. I know they've told me that before on more than one occasion, as a matter of fact. But just simply, mind your own business. Now that word mind simply means to have intentions. Mind your own business. You have intentions of minding. That is, pay attention to what is yours. And in verse number 11, the Apostle Paul is telling this church at Thessalonica, to mind their own business. And in telling them to mind their own business, he is telling them to let these words bring them comfort. Now listen, typically when someone says to us, mind your own business, we typically don't find great comfort in that, do we? 
I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Trevor, if I were to say to you tonight, Trevor, mind your own business, would you find great comfort in that? Usually not. Brother Bob, if I were to look out at you tonight and say, Brother Bob, I want you to just mind your own business, okay, sir? Would you take great offense to that? Probably. Some. Some. Jennifer, you just mind your own business there, okay? She's going to cry. Yeah. Some of you would say, what are you doing? What? But do you realize that the Apostle Paul just told this church at Thessalonica, mind your business. And then said, let that bring comfort to you. What? What? I'm going to help you here tonight. I'm going to help you here tonight that this is not a negative thing. Okay? When Paul is saying here, mind your own business, it is not in a negative connotation. Because we have a business to mind. And these are comforting words. And so I want to preach just for a few minutes. I'm not going to be very long. Probably get you out, maybe even a little early. I probably shouldn't have said that because now I probably won't. So, you know what? Forget that. I'm not going to get you out early. I'm going to get you out late. I'm going to get you out late, late, like 7.30. That's an hour from now. Everybody good with that? Live? We good? All right. Liv's okay, I'm okay. William, you good? All right, good. As long as the front row's good, I'm good. The rest of you, you can go. All right, let's get started. I'm going to pray. We're going to talk about some words that bring comfort. And we're all just going to mind our own business. Amen? Amen, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. God, we... I wish I could say we understand everything in your word, but, Father, we don't. I'm asking you tonight to help us make a little bit of sense out of this. Father, we do see here where it says pretty clearly where it is that we're to mind our business. God, you have given us much business to mind. Father, I pray tonight that you would help us to understand the reality of this. In this, Father, I ask, through the power of your Holy Spirit, through His loving grace, in and through our lives, we would mind it, that we would be about it. Father, most of all, that we would recognize but at the end of the day, it's not our business at all. It's simply yours. Help us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as we're looking at these words that bring comfort, of course, that's how Paul closes out the chapter. And uh, there's 17 verses before this. And we're going to start in verse number 1 as he says, Furthermore, 
Now, up to this point in these first three chapters, as we've looked at in these previous weeks, uh, Paul's talked about some pretty heavy things. And he's talked about some heavy things that uh, have not necessarily brought comfort. He's really talked about some heavy things that have brought discomfort. But he says, furthermore, I, I, I'm writing here, and he says, I beseech you that and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us, how ye ought to walk. How ye ought to walk. And how ye ought to please God. So that he would abound more and more. Again, how ye ought to walk worthy of God. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's been talking about. And he says, how ye know that what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Now these commandments were not necessarily talked about in these first three chapters. These were commandments that Paul probably talked about in his first visit. But he says, we've talked about this. And he says in verse number 3, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. What he's talking about here is the act of separation. The act of separation, how he says you ought to know. You ought to know how. He says you ought to abstain from fornication or the act of sexual sin. And how you ought to abstain from that. He goes a little further in verse number 4 and discusses and says that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. We see in this first point here, in minding of the own business, how he says you might ought to mind your own sanctification. Your own sanctification. Your own sanctification, how you, this act of separation. He breaks it down in verse number 5 by saying, not in the lust of concupiscence. This is a, it's a big word, not a word we use much today. This is a word that kind of goes for the unlawful or irregular sexual desire. The unlawful or irregular sexual desire. He says, not in the lust of that, even as the Gentiles which know not God. He says, there's a way to behave, and there's a way not to behave. He says, and you have to mind your own sanctification. There's a way that God expects believers and those that know God to behave. And obviously, as we see here in verse number 5, there's a way that those that don't know God, there's an expectation for them as well. Guess what? We talked about this in my Sunday school class a little bit this morning. But he says there's a, there's a little bit of a expectation. And you know it would be sometimes a little bit of an unfair expectation for Christians. You know the world holds Christians to a Pretty high expectation, don't they? They do. They expect Christians to do what's right. Why? 
Because they're Christians. Now, we as Christians sometimes look at that and we say, well, that's not fair. Do you know what? You know, God expects Christians and holds Christians to a high expectation. Anybody know what God had to say to Christians? Anybody know? Be ye holy. That's a pretty high expectation, isn't it? Yet here's God saying, mind your own sanctification. You know what's interesting about God in this? Notice. Notice this. He says, furthermore, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ, that as ye receive of us how ye ought to walk, and please God, so ye would abound more and more, for we, or for ye know what commandments we gave of you by the Lord Jesus Christ, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye abstain from fornication. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel, the sanctification and honor. You know what this means? It said every one of you. Check this out. Every one of you should know how to possess your vessel. That means Trevor is responsible for John's vessel. Wait, that's not what that means. Trevor's responsible for Burl's vessel. That's not what that means. I'm responsible for Trevor's vessel. Here, let me straighten this. Straighten this. A little out of order there. No. Still not right. Trevor's responsible for Trevor's vessel. William's responsible for weight. Brian, you're responsible for William's vessel. Because he's just a little guy. But Bob's responsible for Bob's vessel. Emily's responsible for Emily's vessel. You see how this works? There is not one of us here, unless you are a parent of a young one, that is responsible for another vessel. We're each responsible for our own vessel. You know what we call that? Should I say some comforting words to you? Or, minding your own business. Asher, do we have people watching? Is it working tonight? Six plus however many. You people that are watching, mind your own business. You're responsible for you. I don't usually talk to them directly, but I am tonight. Because they're supposed to mind their own business. Is that not what it says? They have their own vessel. You have your own vessel. We have our own business. Oh, yeah. So often, 
So often we get so worked up. And yet, we get so worked up over somebody else's walk. That no man, it says, verse 6, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. Because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we have also forewarned you and testified. Now look, that is not to say, that is not to say that I can't call foul. You get that, right? Now look, I have to, what's Paul doing here? Paul is instructing this church. Paul is communicating with this church, and he's going in this, but he's saying, I'm not going to go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. There may come a time where, as a pastor or somebody, I may see John is, is going off course. And John might need to be warned. John, your vessel's going off course, man. You're going to crash. Now, John, do you want to know if you're going to crash? It'd be nice, wouldn't it? A warning would be nice. A warning would be nice. But you know what John may say? Mind your business. I almost crashed. Should have warned me. There's a speaker there. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. There are times when we need a reminder. There are times. He that despiseth, despiseth not man. God, who hath also given unto us His Holy Spirit. But you have to mind your own sanctification. It's your role, it's your job to possess your own vessel in sanctification and honor. But it's also your job to mind your own business. Look in verse 9. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you. For ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. As indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. And that ye study to be quiet. Look at this. She study to be quiet. Can I say that again? That she study to be quiet. Notice the requirement of minding your own business. She study to be quiet. Shh. 
I will tell you, it's hard sometimes to be quiet. This is one of those verses, honestly, that when I read it, it convicts me. Because I have a hard time being quiet. And I have a hard time doing my own business. Working with my own hands. When I see this requirement of minding my own business, I think sometimes about the refusal of minding my own business. Sometimes I don't. But he says not only to study, to be quiet. Think about that. Study. Study. That, do, you know, do you know what that means? I mean, there are some things we just pick up on. But you know what it means to study? That means it's not something you just know. I mean, think about that. I mean, if you, uh, okay. So, I'm trying to think here. Basic math. Okay, addition. All right. So let's do some basic math here real quick. What's 2 plus 2? 4. All right. 3 plus 3? Three. 6. 4 plus 4? Four. 5 plus 5? Five. 6 plus 6? Six. 7 plus 7? Seven. 8 plus 8? So Y'all are slowing down. <laughs> 9 plus 9? 18. All right. What's a verb? An action word. All right. What's a noun? Person, place, or thing. What's an adverb? Describes a verb. What's an adjective? Describes a noun. What's a gerund? Ends an ing. What's a dangling? What's a dangling participle? Sure. You know what a dangling participle is? I don't know, but I hated school. <laughs> Anybody know how to split an infinitive with an axe? And how many would say, how many would say, I'm not sure, but if I could study, I could tell you later. How many you know the difference? Okay, basic math, you just knew it. Right? I don't know, but you just knew it. I mean, you didn't have to study. Five plus five, Marty. Ten, you didn't have to study. You just knew it. Split infinitive, Marty. I don't know. I'd have to study. I'd have to study on that one. You see the difference? Everybody, everybody got it? When you know something, you know it, but it says study to be quiet. I don't know how to do that. 
I have to study on that one. To do your own business. I don't know how to do that. I can do Trevor's all day long. I can do Liv's, and I can do Jennifer's, and I can do Bob's, and I can do Brian's, and I can do Justice's, and I can do Emily's, but mine? Oh, I don't know. You see here, he's saying, mind your own business. And here's the deal. These are comforting words. These are words that bring comfort. And yet often I refuse to mind my own business. I refuse to work with my own hands. There's a requirement. And I refuse, but here's the deal. What I have to remember is that when I do, there is a reward of minding my own business. Look at this. He says, as we command you, or commanded you, that we, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without. That ye may have lack of nothing. Hold on. Hold on. That you study to be quiet, to do your own business, to work with your own hands, as we commanded you. Ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and ye may have lack nothing. You want to know why we lack so much? Because we don't mind our own business. We lack and we have no reward because we don't mind our own business when it comes to the things of God. That is what Paul is saying. We're so busy and so caught up in everybody else's business and so worried about everybody else and what everybody else is doing that I'm lacking because I failed to study to be quiet on my own to mind my own business. I was so worried about what Trevor was doing. I forgot about what I was supposed to be doing. I was so worried about what Diane was supposed to be doing. Well, she didn't get it done. I can tell you that. And all the while, guess who else didn't get it done? This guy. I failed to study. I didn't. And I didn't mind my business. And I didn't get my work done as I was commanded. 
Now I have lack. The reward isn't there. I, I don't know about you, but I can identify with that way too much. The requirement of minding my own business. When I refuse, I lose the reward. And I have lack. It's there. But here's the reality of minding my own business. It's not my business. Remember, Apostle Paul said, I'm not my own. You are not your own. You're bought with a price. It's not mine. It's His. And if we were to truly study, we'd know that. That is what's so comforting. And if we were to study, we'd find that out. Words that bring comfort. Mind your own sanctification. Mind your own business. And I encourage you a little bit more. I know it's been so encouraging so far. Let me encourage you for a few more minutes. Mind your own ignorance. Now you're calling us ignorant, Pastor. No. Ignorant just means not knowing. You know what Paul said? He said, I would not have you to be ignorant. So I'm going to tell you a few things. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as those which have no hope. He said, you know what? We have hope. He said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, you might underline that in your Bible, Verse 17, then we. This is not by coincidence, folks. This is not by accident. This is not just a mix-up. Then we which are alive and remain. Somebody tell me, this is the second book that Paul wrote, the second letter that Paul wrote. Somebody tell me approximately. When did he write this? Around 60? Somewhere around A.D. 60? Somewhere around there? When are we reading it? A couple thousand years later? Now again, I'm not that great at math, but it's a couple thousand years apart. And what's it say? Then we, which are alive and remain. 
read it again. Let's read it together. Verse 17. Then we, which are alive and remain. Read it again. Then we, which are alive and remain. Read it again. Then we, which are alive and remain. Here's the deal. If we all die and the Lord tarries another hundred years, you know how they're going to read that? Then we, which are alive and remain. Isn't that something? That verse right there, until the Lord comes back, will always be in the present. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that is not by coincidence. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Mind your own ignorance. It's one thing to be ignorant. It's another thing to stay ignorant. Amen? It's one thing to be ignorant. It's another thing to stay ignorant. Jesus is going to rapture His church. And the trump of God shall sound. These things bring a comfort. Mind your own sanctification. Mind your own business. Mind your own ignorance. These things ought to bring a comfort to you. You have the ability to know the Word of God. You have the ability to learn God's Word. You have the ability to live the Christian life on your own. You have the ability to choose what's right. You. You do. You have the ability to mind your own sanctification. You have the ability to mind your own, your own business, and you have the ability to mind your own ignorance. With God's help. But it's up to you. Say, God, I need you. God, I need your help here. And that is what brings a comfort. That is what brings the comfort to you. She studied to be quiet. To do your own business. To work with your own hands. Say, God, it's all yours. Every head bowed, every eye closed.